Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Oh, yeah! Welcome back to another episode of Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. I am your host, Viper, the man about tech, executive producer of social media here at the IQ. And question for you. Why do you come to vidIQ? Let me see if I can rephrase it for you. What value do you get from vidIQ? What do we do for you, listener? that you keep coming back to vidIQ time and time again, day after day, week after week. If I'm reading the room correctly, you come back to vidIQ because we help you grow your YouTube channel. So in this podcast episode, I want to talk about some things that you should be on the lookout for, some trends, some ideas, that will help you grow a successful YouTube channel in 2024. Since we're only a few weeks away from the new year, let's start it off on the right track. Let's start it off with a bang and get you guys some ideas that will help you grow in 2024 and beyond. So not to waste any time. The number one thing that you should be aware of as you are growing your YouTube channel in 2024 Be intentional about everything. Viper, what do you mean, be intentional? I mean, be intentional about the video that you make. Be intentional about what you put in the description. Be intentional about the video that you put on the end screen, in the pinned comment, in the video card. Have a purpose for everything that you do on YouTube because being intentional will help you craft a better content strategy. Maybe every video is not for your subscribers that are already there. Maybe you make a video to draw in new subscribers. Maybe your next video is for your loyal subscriber base. Be intentional about everything. It matters. It all matters. Every single decision that you make as it relates to your YouTube channel should be intentional in 2024 and beyond because the audience also recognizes your intentionality in the way that you structure your content. And like I said earlier, it just makes things easier for us as creators when we do everything with intention. Moving on. I need you guys in 2024 to have a basic understanding of your YouTube analytics. Do you know what CTR is? Do you know what click-through rate is? Do you know what influences your click-through rate? Do you know it's about your title, your thumbnail, your audience retention, average view duration, everything goes into your click-through rate. And you should be looking at all of it because there are certain factors that are going to play into whether or not your video performs on YouTube. A lot of times when I'm auditing your thumbnails on Twitter on Thursdays, 
and you got, and I think that your thumbnail looks good, and you tell me, yeah, Viper, I think it looks good too, but the video still ends up performing. Then that tell me that maybe it's not about your thumbnail. Maybe it's about your title. But Viper, my title is on point. I think I made a good title. Then maybe it's not about your thumbnail or your title, but the actual video itself. So you have to understand your analytics and what they are telling you. If you know 100% in your heart of hearts that your title and thumbnail are on point, but your video is still not performing, then there's something going on with the video itself that is not really uh, engaging your viewer. Is the video not providing value? Are you delivering on the click? Because again, if I click on a video that is titled and the thumbnail looks like how to bake a cake, but when I click on the video, you're talking about your RC racing cars. I'm not thinking around. I'm not staying around. I'm clicking off the video. If I click on a video that has a cake in the thumbnail and it's titled how to bake a cake, the first thing I see when I click on that video better be a cake. Otherwise, I'm gone. So are you delivering on the click? Very important. If you want to keep and retain your audience and your viewers, make sure you give them what they came for. Also, when you are trying to evaluate your analytics, especially as it relates to TTR on YouTube, you need to establish a baseline. And Daryl Eve talked about this in his book, The YouTube Formula. But what I mean by establishing a baseline is you need to take the average of your last 10 videos, the average TTR of your last 10 videos, and figure out what that average is. And that will be your baseline for how your videos are performing moving forward. What is your TTR after the first hour, the first 24 hours, whatever? What is your baseline? Is your video overperforming? Is your video underperforming? Is your video performing about how you expect? You don't know that unless you establish a baseline for how your videos normally perform on your channel. And your channel, your videos are the only information that you should be using to establish this baseline. It doesn't matter about what anything else, anybody else is doing. That does not matter because the baseline is coming from your own information, your own analytics. So use your own videos to establish a baseline for your channel. And then once you have that baseline in place, you then understand if you need to make a change if a video underperforms out of the gate or if you need to leave it alone. The thing I've been noticing lately with my own personal channel is that sometimes I don't need to react right away because the video starts slow. But then a day or two later, YouTube starts picking up the video because it's starting to put the video where it needs to be. So sometimes if your video underperforms in the first hour or in the first day, it's not the end of the world because YouTube has not put it where it needs to be yet. And that, again, come from understanding your analytics, looking at the impressions, because that's the other thing that you should be looking at. If your video is underperforming, well, how many people did YouTube put it in front of? That is called impressions. The impressions aren't about who clicked on it. The impressions are the number of people that YouTube put that video in front of, and then the person had the decision whether or not to click. You want to increase your impression. But in order to increase your impression, your video has to be uh, uh, appealing or packaged in such a way that it is uh, appealing to a broad amount of people. And an example of this is, again, when I'm auditing your thumbnails on Thursday, and you guys, uh, sometimes I'm like, 
well, I don't get the context of the thumbnail. Like, what, 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 is, what am I missing here? And you guys tell me, well, Viper, if you knew the video game, then you would know what the thumbnail means. And that's all getting well if I knew that video game. But what I'm telling you is that I don't play that video game. So when I look at that thumbnail, it doesn't make sense to me. So then what you need to do is rework that thumbnail in such a way that people that don't play the video game are going to be interested and curious and clicking on the thumbnail. Because again, the more people who can watch your video means the more people that will watch your video. So sometimes you need to go beyond just your target audience if you want to increase your subscriber base. It's not just about people in the community. You need to be drawing in people from outside of the community, making them curious enough about your content to where they want to click on your video. I'm not saying that you can't make videos targeting your specific niche or audience. But what I'm saying is that if you want to grow your channel, you need to understand that you have to target people outside of your niche, outside of your, your homegrown audience. If you go look at your YouTube analytics right now, I bet that most of you all will see, if you go to the audience section, that the most people that are watching your last video, they are not subscribed to your channel. Let me repeat that for the people in the back. Unless you've been on YouTube for a long time, and even still, if you go look at the analytics for your last video and go to the audience section, you will find out real quick that most of the people who watched your last video are not subscribed to your channel. So what does that mean? What does that tell you? That means that YouTube is showing your videos to people who aren't familiar with your content. So what are you doing to bring those people in so they can become a subscriber? So I need you to think about that. Look, as YouTube creators ourselves, we've all been there. Sometimes the next video on your weekly upload schedule is right around the corner, but you have no idea what you're gonna record. Well, this exact situation is why vidIQ developed Daily Ideas. It's our newest tool that can help provide you with up to 50 new video ideas every single day. Your daily ideas are generated by our AI, which analyzes your channel and the wider YouTube community to find trending topics with high view potential. With this new tool, you'll never run out of great ideas for new videos. You can try daily ideas for yourself today by downloading vidIQ at vidIQ.com. And if you want to do these things a little quicker and build these systems a little faster, you should probably be using tools that can help you in your YouTube journey. Tools like vidIQ, ChatGPT. I'm pretty sure there are other litany of AI tools out there for you to use and different things like that. But use the tools at your disposal to help you automate some of the stuff and help you work a little bit more efficiently so you can get content out a little faster. If you are struggling with title ideas, chat GPT is a great source. Hell, vidIQ has also has its own AI title recommendation uh, tool that you can use. We have a daily idea tool that you can use to type in a keyword and it will generate video ideas for you based off the keywords that you give us. So use the tools at your disposal if you are having trouble coming up with ideas or maybe thumbnails and different things like that. Here's the trick for thumbnails. And I need you to listen to me very carefully when I explain the trick to coming up with thumbnail ideas. If you are struggling 
to figure out the type of thumbnail that you want to craft for a particular video, I need you to go to YouTube and type in the keyword that you're going to focus your video around. And when you type in that keyword and hit search, look at all of the thumbnails that populate on page one. Notice what I said. Listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. Look at the thumbnails that populate on page one. Do not copy them. Look at them. Take inspiration from them. Take ideas from them and then go off and make your own. When I put this on Twitter the other day, some of y'all immediately jumped to the thought that I was telling you to copy somebody else's thumbnails. No, I did not. Nowhere in that tweet did I say copy. I understand the words that are coming out of my mouth very well. Or the words that I write on our Twitter account very well. I understand that stuff. I did not tell you to copy somebody else's thumbnails. What I said was take ideas, take inspiration from the thumbnails that you see on page one because clearly they are performing because they're on page one. So because those are the thumbnails that are appearing on page one, chances are if you craft a thumbnail that is similar or derivative of what's on page one, it will perform for your video. And that's what I mean. I don't mean copy. I mean, take inspiration and take idea from the thumbnails that people are clearly responding to on YouTube. And we know that they're working because they're on page one. The next thing I want to talk about, especially for you newer creators, is something that I think a lot of you all don't understand as it relates to growing a channel on YouTube. And that is you do not think about your audience when you are creating your content. So I literally yesterday just got off a channel audit live stream with Rob and El Jefe. We were on there auditing channels yesterday. And there were multiple channels that we reviewed who were making variety content. Now, for those of y'all who are not familiar with that term, variety content, it means that you're making content that is about different things. Maybe you're making one video about baking a cake. The next video is about driving a car. The next video is about taking a shower. Something like that. It's variety content. It has no common, uh, no common denominator, no common theme. And the problem with making variety content is that it doesn't factor in the audience. It doesn't take what the audience wants and needs into account because you're not thinking about your audience when you're making variety content. This is why we constantly harp on niching down on YouTube because it is so much easier for people to get comfortable with you and build that relationship with you when they know what to expect from you. This is why, again, niche down, pick a lane, pick a subject, and stick with it because if you keep making content over and over again, Eventually, you will become the subject matter expert in that area, and then people will come to you for knowledge about that particular subject because you have proven time and time again that you know your stuff in that particular area, and then they'll become comfortable with you, and then they will hit the subscribe button because they can trust what you're going to give them. But when you make variety content, when you constantly have them on their toes and keep them guessing about what to expect from you, it is extremely difficult for them to get comfortable with you when, as a creator, you are uploading so erratically with your subject uh, matter. Think about how you feel if somebody was acting erratic and they approach you. How would you feel if an erratic acting individual approached you? Would you feel comfortable? Would you feel safe? No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. So why should you be doing that with your content? If I go to your channel page 
and the content is erratic and unpredictable, I'm not subscribing because I don't know what I'm going to get from video to video, from upload to upload. But if I go to your page and you are doing horror video game uploads and every video is about a horror video game, now it doesn't have to be the same game all the time, but as long as it sticks to the genre of horror video game, then I know it's to affect as a viewer and I'm much more likely to subscribe because I'm comfortable and I can predict and I know what to expect from you as a creator when you upload your next video. This does not happen when you create variety content. So this is why it go back to what I said earlier about thinking about your audience. Yes, creator, we know you want to come on YouTube and make the videos that you want and talk about what you want. I'm not saying that you can't do that. But if you want to grow a channel, then it's about more than what you want. Then you have to think about what the audience wants, what they need, what they expect from you. Think about what it will take for a stranger to build a bond with you that they keep coming back time and time again. Think about what you need to do in order to make that bond work between you and this complete stranger that you are asking for their time and their trust to hit that subscribe button. So hopefully something I just said along those lines will resonate with y'all. And you will understand where we're coming from when we say niche down. Also, if you want to become the best possible creator that you can be on YouTube, it will behoove you to look inside and outside your niche for inspiration. Yes, you might be a tech creator, but you might be able to get some inspiration from the beauty genre. Yes, you might be a gaming creator, but you might be able to get some inspiration from the tech genre. Like, you have to understand that creator, even though we do different niches and different content, there are just certain elements that will always be congruent among the niches as it relates to building an audience on YouTube. Look at this for thumbnail ideas that they're that they're going on. Look how different creators present their content, no matter what their niche is. Um, look at their titles. Again, these are things that are universal no matter what niche you're in, but maybe one niche is ahead of the curve, then your niche. Then you can take an idea from the niche that's ahead of the curve and then apply it to your niche. So you can be ahead of the curve in your niche. So again, be sure to be looking at other niches besides your own if you want to grow as a creator on YouTube. Also, as a content creator, if this is something that you want to do over the long haul for a long period of time, if you want to be relevant for years and years to come, then you better be willing and able to adapt and evolve as a content creator. Nothing stays the same forever. Your niche will change. The market will change. The audience will change. If you don't adapt to the changes that are happening around you, you will get left behind. Some of your favorite creators are probably no longer creating today because they failed to adapt to the change in the environment around them. Companies that fail to adapt to the changes around them, go bye-bye. Uh, I don't know how many of you all are familiar with uh, the company BlackBerry. About 15 years ago, BlackBerry was hot as fire. They were the phone to have in the smartphone space, the cell phone space. But BlackBerry failed to adapt to the changes around them. Uh, while iPhones on Android were coming out with touch keyboard, BlackBerry was sticking around with their physical keyboard and they're lacking software and they got passed by both iOS and Android. And now BlackBerry no longer is a thing. I mean, it's still a thing, but it's not the thing that it was 15 years ago. 
But don't be the next BlackBerry, okay? You need to be constantly changing, constantly evolving, constantly keeping up with things that are happening in and around your niche if you want to grow and be the best creator that you can be and grow your channel. Don't stay stagnant. Learn new skills. I recently just spent five hours learning Photoshop because it's something that I never really learned before. But luckily, I have access to Skillshare, and I sat down for five hours, and I took a Skillshare course on learning Photoshop. And I'm already seeing the benefits because it's helped me come up with better thumbnails for my video because I learned Photoshop. Just doing different things like that will help you become a better creator. And there's no excuse for not doing it. A lot of the information that you have access to today out here via the internet, via YouTube, you don't have to pay a dime for it. As long as you have a smartphone with internet access in your hand, you have the ability to go learn and get the information that you want to get. And more often than not, you don't have to pay for anything. Now, Skillshare does cost money. So if you want uh, advanced education, then you might have to pay for that. But you can still level up with basic information that is out there readily available for you for free on YouTube. YouTube University is legit. I learned how to edit and create on YouTube University. Like, I will not be the viper that you hear and see today if I did not enroll in YouTube University. It is a beautiful place to learn. So I suggest you go out there and take some time and learn at YouTube University. It is a lovely, lovely place to be. Ultimately, every creator journey is going to be unique to that individual. Some creators will grow fast. Some creators will grow slow. Some creators don't grow at all. Don't compare your journey to your friend's journey or your favorite creator's journey because that is not how this works. Ultimately, you need to just be happy with your own journey. The thing that I try to tell people is that as long as you're a little bit better than your last video, each and every time you are growing as a creator and you are right where you need to be. Hopefully, something I said has helped you along your YouTube journey in 2024. Let me know if this is stuff that you have found value in and you're using to become a better creator. Tweet at me on Twitter, at vidIQ. I love reading you guys' tweets. I love you guys telling me that you get value from the podcast. And I'm going to, as long as I'm around, I'm going to keep trying to give you guys value because I tell you guys all the time, I want to see you win. Like, the reason why I work at vidIQ and I was so happy when they offered me the job a few years ago is because I wanted to work with you all. I wanted to work with creators. I am a creator. I'm currently trying to grow my own personal channel. So I'm taking a lot of my own advice now and applying it to my channel. So this is why, this is why I know it works because I'm doing it and I have been doing it for six years, but I want to see y'all win. So let me know on Twitter, AvidIQ, what you're doing to become a better creator in 2024. And you know, your boy Viper will be back next week with another episode of Tube Talk presented by VidIQ. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk, brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.